0: this is a detailing business class podcast episode nine how much money do you need to start your detailing business coming up good morning good evening good afternoon to all those that are listening to the podcast thanks for taking your time out of your day to tune into this podcast Out out of all podcasts i really do appreciate your attention So in this episode, let's talk about how much money do you actually need in order to start your detailing business. Now here, I don't want to get, I don't want to, the gist of this one is not to say, hey, this is exactly what you need to spend your money on, but give you a more broader sense and kind of more of a strategic high-level overview of how much, you know, just how to answer that question, how much money do you need to start your business? And if you've heard my origin story Of how I started Uh, you'll understand this next part but I'll give you a quick rundown of my history of when I started my business and I remember this was back in 2011 I wanted to start a business I looked at what everyone else was using I watched a bunch of YouTube videos I asked a bunch of questions I made a big list and I ordered $2,500 worth of um, tools and products and I put it on my credit card now, uh, one of the biggest purchases that I made at the time was the VX five thousand. That was about like 800, 900 bucks shipped to my house, and everything else was your, you know, your APC, your dashboard cleaner, your window cleaner, your all that jazz. And a few months into after ordering that that order, um, I, I didn't use about eighty percent of it. Whether it was because I thought I would need it, I thought I would run into this situation, and it just never happened. Whether it was just because someone else was using it, whether because I just thought it was a cool tour or product to have. Whatever the case may be, 80% of what I used, I did not use. So that was a lot of money gone to, you know, just basically thrown out the window because everything that I purchased, 80% of that was not used. So... For that, did I have to spend $2,500 in order to get started? No. What what should I have done? I should have spent just the 20% of money that I needed for the 20% of the tools and products that I actually used in order to start my business. Now, yes, it's harder to see that before you do it, but the reality is if you're just getting started – And you're putting in an order or you're making this list, you can you can for sure cut that list down right now by 20 percent, by 40 percent, by 50 percent, because you're making so many assumptions. You're 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 creating so many scenarios in your head of what might happen that you want to be prepared for it. And you're saying, well, if X, Y, Z happens, then I have to have this tool. There's no way I'll be able to complete it. If I don't have this tool or you're saying, yeah, but what if I run into this interior that has this specific thing there? I definitely need this one. Even if I I don't use it right now, but I use it at some point, I'll make my money back real quick. And you'll just justify every single purchase that you make in your head because at some time, some point, somewhere, somehow, something's going to happen and you'll need that specific tool or product. Or you see someone that uses it all the time and you're like, well, if they use it, then uh, I'm going to have to use it at some point. Like if, they, if they're if they being successful with it, then I have to be successful with it. And the problem with that, though, is that you're basing your future or what's going to happen in your life and your business based off of someone else's business. And that's simply not the case. That person may be focusing on pain correction, on high-end vehicles, They might be focused on interior cleaning. They might be focused on whatever, you know, whatever they're doing. And you might want to go a different route or you might have your own plan of what you want to do. But then once you actually start your business, that goes straight straight out the window and you have to focus on something else because it's just life. It's the reality. It's things change when things go into motion. You know, on paper, it seems super straightforward and easy of like saying, OK, X, Y, Z will give me ABC results. But then once you actually step out there into the real world and you start doing the things you have on your plan, you actually do it and and then you're like, oh, wait, this isn't what I expected. Like, this is completely different than what I wrote down. And that doesn't make you wrong or that doesn't make you, you know, that you didn't put in your your due diligence. You know, you you didn't do your due diligence correctly. It just means it's life. Things are going to happen. You have to adapt to the environment that you're in. And if you're very very, uh, stuck on... fixated on having these set tools and products it's always going to be more expensive to start because you just feel you have to have these items in order to be successful and it's just simply not the case so whatever your list is right now literally whatever that list may be cut it down by a minimum of 20 percent because you can and you don't even have to really think about it that hard. You've just justified so much in your head that you need these things that you feel like everything is important. But it's really not. And not only importance in terms of what you what you'll actually use, but importance of what services are you going to offer right now that's going to create revenue right now that you'll use right now and not services that you're going to offer in the future once you get better at them. So you know, most of us can are going to start offering services like let's say like an interior, like a basic interior cleaning, uh, a wash and a wash and wax, right? Like most of us could could start offering that service relatively quick because it's, it doesn't take all that much work. Now you might be saying, well, I do at one point want to offer pain correction, or I do want to offer uh, headlight restoration services. So let me start off and just get the basic tools and product. Let me just get some sanding paper. Let me just get you know some pads. Let me get this compound and polish. And, you know, I'm not going to offer it right now, but I do need it just to get just to start practicing with it. And stuff like that is like if you're not going to offer that service entirely right now, then just hold off on that until you're ready to offer that service. Yeah. When the customer asks, hey, do you do this and you don't have the tools and products to do it? Well, then you tell the customer at this point, we don't. And that's it. Or if you're really gun ho on it and you really want to give it a shot, then just order the tools and products before the dates of the of the detail. And then get it done, assuming you have the proper experience or or skill set or knowledge. But I've I've done that before. Where let's say like I wanted to place this order for whatever the case may be, and I'm like ah I don't, you know no detail has came by to for me to really use it. And then I book a detail, and I'm like okay, like I got the car in, I have it set for you know six days from now. Let me place that the Amazon order real quick. Let me get it in, and I use it then. So that's another simple method that you can use that you don't have to spend the money. Absolutely, right now to get started. So whether your budget is two hundred, four hundred, eight hundred, twelve hundred, you can always cut it down by at least twenty percent, because you can remove your ego, you can remove the pride, you can remove, you can and distill everything down and say, hey, what is gonna what is gonna bring me what's gonna bring me revenue right now, and whatever is not, I'm not gonna get it. And also, let's get away from the best. Right. Let, let me get the best products. Let me get the best tools. Let me get the best polisher. What's the best budget? You know, what's the best budgeted polisher? What's the best budgeted pads? Where you want the best, but it's on a budget. So with that, when you, when when you say the word best, right? There's no such thing as best, right? There's the most expensive. I'll give you that. There's definitely the most expensive. But the most expensive does not correlate to the best. So when you ask for the best, I just, I just already know. Like when, I, when someone DMs me, when someone sends me an email and they're like, hey, man, I want to get this business started. What's the best tools and products to use? Right there already, I know you haven't done your due diligence. And you're just waiting for someone to give you a list of what they use or what they recommend. And you're like, okay, yeah, I'll use that. And that's again the wrong way to go about it because you're putting your tools and products, your what you're gonna offer based on someone else's business. And yes, you could take recommendations to see what they're using, but if they give you a list of what they're using, that doesn't mean you have to get that exact list. If you're looking at someone else's list, what you should do is look for either look for look at exactly what they're using and see if that fits within your budget. Or find alternative methods that alternative tools and products that do the same thing, based on what they have. So let's say like I say, yeah, you know, I use the the Garage G15, right? It's a 15 millimeter long throw, right? I think that one's about like uh 249 something, or I don't know. Don't quote me on that, but let's say it's a few hundred bucks, okay? And let's say you don't have a few hundred bucks to spend on just the polisher, right? Well, in that situation, you don't want to wait. And save up or not get that polisher because you because I told you to get that one. No, what go on Amazon, look around and see what other option is out there. That's a long throw, that's a 15 millimeter long throw, and see if there's something else within your budget. Now, this is just an example. I'm not saying you you should do that, but what's you know, what's another example that you can get out there? Or if you if you don't, if you can't afford the long throw, but you can afford like an eight millimeter throw. That's you know significantly less. Uh, yeah, go with that option. So you just have to be able to find what is the alternative to this that is still get the job done. But you have to release that notion of the best of hey, he's using this, so that has to be the best. I want to use the best and that's what he's using, and he's getting great results, and this is what he uses in his business. so I have to get that. That's not the way this works. It's not about the tools and products, okay? If you can't get the results that you want based on the tools and products, it's not the tools and products that suck. It's most likely you that sucks and you can't figure out how to maximize and capitalize on what you have in order to get the results that you need because when I started uh like when I started with like when I first 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 started, I used nothing but a few brushes, towels, and an a p c cleaner. To do interior cleanings. Like that's literally all I used. Super basic. Nothing fancy. Nothing crazy. All manual work. No machines. I did everything by hand. On the most trashed interiors. And I still got great results. Granted it took a very long time. And I was super tired afterwards. Because it was manual brushing the entire time. But that that doesn't take away the fact that I was still able to get great results. With no steamer. No extractor, no drill brush. It was all with literally brushes, towels, and APC and me just scrubbing away for hours and hours. And the customers were still happy about it. Now, this is just for tools and products. I know there's other things that you want to spend money on. There's going to be things like creating an LLC. There's going to be things like um, creating a logo. There's going to be things like buying t-shirts and hats and you know branding yourself possibly you're thinking hey well i need a mobile van maybe i need another vehicle maybe uh you know there's, there's you can always add more expenses always that's there's never going to be a shortage of adding expenses to your business because you're just making a list you're just coming up with these things that you think you need but that's what's going to cause you or or paralyze you from actually starting when you're making up this big list and you're like well I do need a shop. Well, or let's say you need a van. you know, okay, I need a van. So let me look. Let me let my budget be like, let's say eight thousand dollars. And then you're going to be like, well, I might need new tires. Okay, I might need new tires. And then I'm going to have to, you know, outfit the, the the van. So let me put another two thousand dollars. And I'm going to have to wrap it. So let's say there's going to be seven hundred and fifty. And I need to get the wrap done or you know created. So and then you just keep on tacking on things. And on and w- when you're following that method, again, when when you're creating your list, you can always add more. That's too easy to do. And I like the idea that the more limitations that you set on, your, on yourself, the more creative you have to be, right? And that sounds kind of counterintuitive. You would imagine that the more flexibility you have, the more creative that you can be, right? Like, let's say I give you, let's say there's there's a blank canvas, right? And I give you 50 colors to choose from to 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 paint and to create Whatever you want, right? You have a lot of options, a lot of colors, a lot of things that you can do, right? But if I just give you four colors on a blank canvas, now you really have to be creative, right? If I give you 50 colors to, to paint and create whatever you want, well, that's not that difficult. You can literally do so many things because you have so many options to pick from. You have so many combinations to do. But now let me say, hey, I can only give you four colors now, create something good, now you're like, okay, now I really have to think about this. Now I have to get real creative. Now I have to be a lot more strategic on how I create this painting. And that's what I've been saying with your tools and products. If you start off, right, with all the tools and products that you want, like everything. Let's say you get the van, you get the, your shop, you get your, your branding, your shirts, your, your, your hats, your tools. and Let's say you get everything, right? I say Right, like based on my experience, I say you're limiting yourself in creativity and experience when you get everything from the get-go versus going through a short phase of being limited on the tools and products you have. You'll get, you'll be, you'll become a better detailer. You'll get more experience and more wisdom when you have a limit on the tools and products that you're using versus if you have everything from the first day starting off. Because when you're in that crunch, when you, when you're in this box of limitations of tools and products, then you have to think differently to come up with a solution to a specific thing that you're cleaning. And I, I, and because I've gone through this myself plenty of times where let's say um, once, let's say once, I was, um, I was at a mobile site and like meaning I was at, at a work location and at the time I didn't have a generator. So I agreed to go do a detail Um, I was, and at the time I was, I was still figuring things out on this detail. So, you know, I didn't confirm that I needed an electrical outlet. I just hoped that there was going to be an electrical outlet nearby, or I was just hoping I could get away with not using one. This is when I didn't have any, any fancy machines or anything still. And when I got there, there was no electrical outlet nearby, like none. So I was, so I was there on the job site cleaning with no power and i had to vacuum right and the vehicle wasn't bad by any means like it, it was super straightforward nothing i think it took me like 3 hours nothing crazy at all it was it was well taken care of i just had to clean up a few stains here and there and wipe the dust down and i remember i didn't have a i didn't have power i was in the middle of an empty parking lot and i needed to vacuum up the little bit of debris that was there so instead of like not doing it i literally just brushed everything to a corner Picked it up and then put it in a bag, and that's how I vacuumed it. And pretty simple example, but it just goes to show, like I didn't say, well, I don't have a vacuum. What do I do? No, I literally just stared at the problem, and I was like, well, I don't have a vacuum. I mean, I have a vacuum. I don't have a generator. I don't have power. I still need to vacuum up this little debris. Well, what do I do? Well, I have to remove it somehow. So let me just go ahead and just brush it away into a little pile, and then put it in a bag. And it's funny because the customer did not notice that I didn't use a vacuum. Why? Because I still got the same results. Again, it wasn't bad. There was a WeatherTech floor mats. There wasn't much on the carpeting, so it w- it wasn't bad by any stretch of the imagination. But it's, I'm just saying, I came up with a solution right there of saying, "Okay, well, I'm just going to brush it." And pretty simple, pretty straightforward. But it does help to get to put yourself in those little crunches to get more creative. So if you're if you're worried that you're not spending x amount of dollars to get everything that you want. I'm going to let you know that it's okay because you're going to be you're going to be a better detailer after the fact because you you're, you were you have to be more creative with the limits that you had. And let me tell you, once you start getting more tools and products, right? Once you once you go and step away from the limitations, right? You're getting more tools and products you'll be way more efficient and effective once you get those tools and products because you know exactly where to use them because you didn't have them at certain points, right? Like, and, and I know for one, that really helped me out where, you know, I use, you know, I just use some, you know, brushes most of the time. And then once I actually got a steamer, I was like, I know exactly where to put this because I've I've gone so many times with just brushes that now that I have the steamer, it's so easy to put, where, you know, I know exactly where to use it to be most efficient. But if you start off with the steamer, you feel like you're going to have to steam everything. And you're like, well, I have a steamer. I have to use it everywhere. So I'm going to use it on every single last bit of, you know, of whatever I'm cleaning. And that's not always the case, right? Like just because you have that machine to use doesn't mean you're going to have to use it everywhere. Because it doesn't always mean you're going to be productive or more efficient because you have that tool or product. So it also comes down to like knowing when to use that item based on your experience. And if you have no history of not using it, then it's it's just more harder for you to see where it's needed most. So right now, if your budget as of right now is about, let's say, $250 and you're like, oh man, that's so little. Like I can't really afford much with that. Like I have to wait for my next check and I have to set aside another one hundred bucks or You know, man, should I ask my friends and family for a few, you know, for some funding for like $1,000? Should I go open up a credit line or put this on my credit card? I'm going to give you a big fat no to all of those. First of all, don't ask your friends and family members for money. No, do this on your own. You don't need to ask for financial help because you don't need that much money in order to start. You really don't. Start off, if you have a $250 budget right now, and you already have a few basic tools and products, like let's say you have a wash bucket, you have a grid guard you have the wash mitt already, you have a microfiber drying towel. Okay, purchase the next few set of things you need to offer one service. Don't say, well, I want to offer a wash and then a basic interior cleaning, so I need a vacuum. No, if you can afford it, great. But if you can't, focus on just offering one service and then go make, Go service 10 details after you make that purchase. That should be your primary goal. Don't think so far out where you're like, well, I want to offer all these services. I want to be, no, 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 no. If you're limited on a budget, you're limited on the services you're going to offer. So stay within that constraint so you can start now. Don't wait and say, oh, well, I really want to do a wash and wax and I really want to do some you know, a paint correction and that's going to be like, you know, 800 bucks, but I only have 200. So I'll have to save up for the next. No, no, no. Get what you need for one service. And that's going to be the most basic service. Hey, everything is a progress here. Everything has its progress, right? Where you are right now is not where you'll be tomorrow. So start off with just one service if that's all you can do and then progressively move towards the next one once you start making more money. That's a process you should follow. Don't wait to get everything Because it doesn't make any sense to wait. Because when you do get those stuff, those things, you're still only going to offer one service. Because one, you don't have the customers. Two, you don't really have the experience. And three, you're going to be kind of uh, nervous or anxious or scared or whatever that you're like, well, I don't know if I should. I don't know if this is the right way. So to alleviate all that, to cut through the mess, to cut through the noise, Order the things you can for the services you can offer, and that's it. If it's if you have the budget for just one service, do it for one service. If you have the budget for two services, get the stuff for two services, and only get it for those services right now. Do not go overboard and be like, "Well, I'll start to build this next thing for this next service I'm going to offer." No, that's why that, that's where we get stuck. That's where we get paralyzed. That's where we start to wait. No, order the things you're going to need for the services you're going to offer. That is a, that, at a high level overview, that's what you can afford for your business. And that's what I always say when someone asks me, hey, what's, you know, what um, vacuum, what polisher, what extractor should I purchase? And I always say, purchase the best that you can within the budget that you have. That's it. If the best polisher that you can get right now is a Harbor Freight $65 polisher or a Max Shine. Whatever their publishers are for like 120 bucks, get that. If you can get the, you know, that, that's it. Because that's the most you can. And in, in the future, you can upgrade. That'd be great. That's fine. You can always upgrade in the future. But if this, is all, if this is the best that you can afford right now, then go with that. Because it's better to buy something right now, take action, get results, generate revenue, and reinvest that back into the business as opposed to waiting and waiting, and waiting for the best tool, or for the tool that you specifically want. Because let me tell you, I've been saying that quite often, let me tell you, because let me tell you, that even if you get all the, even if you make the list of everything that you need, somehow, some way, you're still going to purchase things that you don't need, right? Like even me, right now, at this point, so many years into the business, and, you know, getting consistent customers, there's still times where I'm like, I shouldn't have bought that. Like I thought I was going to use it. I, you know, it it seemed good. The idea seemed good that I would use this product, but I just haven't really had many vehicles that needed to use this or, you know, and and it comes in handy when I do need it, but it was like far and few in between. And it's, it's, you'll still run into that. Even if you wait, even if you make your list, even if you have the experience, you're still going to purchase things that you're not necessarily going to use that often, which isn't bad, right? Like, there's going to be a lot of things that are, are, are one-time uses and are kind of far and few between. So that's why it's it, you want to focus on what you're going to use the most because a lot of what you're going to carry, you're not really going to use. And especially if you're focused on offering one or two services that you can based off of your budget, then you'll be able to use, you're going to use more of what you need because that's, that's really just the essentials that you need. And don't get me, I had a, a YouTube video a while back, um, on YouTube, obviously, and it was about uh, Leaf Babin. He was a Navy SEAL. He was in the Battle of Ramadi with Jocko Willink, um, and in this video, he spoke about how when he first went out to battle, right in the battle of the, uh, Battle of Ramadi, um, it was like at, at, at its peak of his, of insurgency, meaning there was just a lot of you know, action going on, a lot of, a lot of action and which means a lot of, uh, death. It means a lot of killing. It means a lot of shooting. It means a lot of running around, getting bad guys. And he said that when the first time he went out on patrol, he said he was getting ready for world war three. He was, he was, he was carrying so much more ammunition. So, uh, so many more grenades, so many more smoke bombs, so many more, um, uh, plates on his vest. He was he was carrying so much more water. He was carrying like an extra hundred pounds of the already hundred pounds of, of gear that he's taking on because he wanted to be prepared for battle, right? He wanted to make sure no matter what the situation was in, he was going to have an extra grenade. He was going to have an extra uh, magazine. He was going to have an extra liter of water because he wanted to be prepared, right? He's not going to be caught unprepared, and he's going to be able to, you know, have the best chance of survival at every opportunity. So he's going to go packed and ready. And after a few, I think, I don't know how long it took him to realize this, but I think it was that same day when he got back to the barracks or to, you know, to their safety zone. um, He said that it was, uh, and I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing here because it's been a while since I listened to this episode, but he basically said that he had to check himself because he was not going to be able to do the best job carrying all this weight and that he had to strip down to the essentials of what he really needed to get the job done because he was carrying so many tools, he was carrying so many, so many extra, so much extra gear that it was prohibiting him from being mobile, right? He couldn't be as fluid. He couldn't be as effective because he was carrying so much gear. So he said, I have to strip down to the bare essentials of what I really need. Maybe I don't need five extra hand grenades. Maybe I just need one more. Maybe I don't need three extra rounds of magazines. Maybe I just need one more. And remember, we're talking about life and death here and war, right, with actual consequences of life and death. And he was even saying, I need to go down to just the bare essentials that I need to go into into battle, right? He wasn't saying, oh, well, I need to have five extra grenades every single time. He tried that. He saw it wasn't good. He saw it was slowing him down. He saw it was affecting him being a leader because he couldn't be as um, as fluid and as, as as you know he couldn't he couldn't move around as much because he was carrying so much weight. So he said, "I need to strip down just just the bare essentials every single time." And if he can do that in war, life and death situations, then you can just carry the essentials for your detailing, for your tools and products based on the services that you're going to offer, right? You can always strip it down to just the bare essentials. Yes, it'll be fun to have this one, to have that one, and to have that brand, and to have this and have that. It's fun. But what are the bare essentials that you need in order to get the job done? Remember, Leaf babin, Navy SEAL, Battle of Ramadi, killing, death, war, consequences. You're just starting a detailing business. (laughs) You can strip down to the bare essentials, Okay. It's the same concept, just way different situation. so don't get don't let someone else pressure you saying, or don't let social media pressure you that you need all these things just to get started. Just carry the bare essentials. All right, that's gonna wrap it up here. Hopefully, you took something out of this episode. If you want to download that guide to the ultimate guide to start your detailing business, check the show notes or you can check any of my YouTube videos or on my blog. And you'll see a link there. But you can just check the show notes right here and that'll get you to that link. Uh, Other than that, hopefully you've enjoyed this episode. Please, please, please go ahead and start your business now without waiting because I just don't want you to wait. And I want you to take action so you can start building a future for yourself. All right, guys. I'll talk to you on the next one. Goodbye.